So summer's over and it is time to get back to work, my friends. September is coming and that is like January junior, okay? It is a great time to get back and get focused, but maybe you are still suffering from the summer slump. And you know you're going to be suffering from this if you've asked yourself these questions in the last few days. Do I really have to work on my content? Do I really have to put out another piece of content for people that's free? Do I really have to interact with my customers? Do I really have to open my inbox and answer emails? I feel you. If you're asking these questions, it is a major red flag. Not that there's something bad, broken, or wrong about you, but that you need to grow in the area of mental toughness, okay? There is something that I have been developing over 13 plus years, unbeknownst to me until recent years, that is called mental toughness. It is what allows you as a business owner to stay in the game long enough to see the rewards that you so desperately want to see. Without this, you're gonna quit, you're gonna bail, or you're gonna slowly let your business erode when you're just oh so close to the gold that you seek. So today I wanna walk through five ways to become more mentally tough We're going to do the inner work today. This is the mindset stuff. This is what makes or breaks you as a business owner. It's what keeps you in the game. And like I said, long enough to allow those strategies and tactics and all the shiny stuff to work. So let's open it up. And my goal for you, real simple, is pick one. Find one of these areas that you realize this is what I got to work on this week and this month. Just one. I think it'll be game changing for you. Let's unpack it and let's talk about mental toughness. Welcome to episode 174 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more to the things and people you care about. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today. We're going to be talking about the mental game. I want you to be mentally strong today, and I'm not perfect at this, but these are five areas that I've developed and have grown over the years, and I am currently working on as well. Like literally, I'm working with a mindset coach this year as my second mindset coach. So I'm getting, getting more help, more work, uh, because this is an area that I want to continue to see growth in. So we'll unpack some of this good stuff today. I do want to give you something practical and tactical, though, too. If you haven't already built your passive income business or you have a service based business, you have clients and you're like, hey, man, I'm capped out on my revenue or how many servants, uh, clients I can serve rather and you want to add a passive income element to your business or transition over to passive income, then I've got something for you. It is my passive income workshop. It'll walk you through everything you need to know, the four steps, the four components to create your own passive income stream of $1,000 a month or more. We'll start with $1,000 a month, even if you only have 30 minutes a day to chip away at this. It's absolutely free. It's super didactic. It's the entire business model that I run both of my online businesses off of. So just go watch it. Take a peek behind the curtain, implement it, and build your passive income business or passive income arm of your business, and it's free. Did I mention that? Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop to watch it. It's about a 45-minute training there, grahamcochran.com slash workshop, or if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll link to it in the description. Just click on it. There you go. Okay, so when I started my business, maybe you're like me, I started out of necessity in the Great Recession, 2009 no clue how to be a business owner, just needed to find a way to make money, right? So it was necessity. Um, I was, as I would just say it now, very mentally weak. Um, I was scared. I had no clue what I was doing. I wanted to give up. Um, This will never work. Like, this is impossible. Like, how do people make money online? I don't even understand. It's 
My brain could not comprehend what I was trying to create. And all I was trying to create was $2,000 a month. That was it. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty low for a goal. Talk about having a big, hairy, audacious goal. My BHAG, as they call it, was two grand a month. That was it. And I still couldn't even imagine if that was possible. So Graham 2009 was very mentally weak. And then as I've gone through a lot of things, right, I've become more mentally tough, mentally strong. And I've learned a lot of things. Pivoting from the recording revolution, my very first business, to start this business four and a half years ago, I made a big pivot where I was running both businesses side by side for three years. And now I focus exclusively on, on this business coaching brand, my personal brand. That pivot, it took a lot of mental toughness to finally pivot. I, I kicked like that can down the field like two years before I actually had the guts to even launch a second brand, not even quit the recording revolution or walk away from that. It took me two years to even start a second brand and raise my hand publicly and say, hey, I'm a business coach. Even though I had been successful, even though I was coaching people privately one-on-one, it just, it was, it was a lot of fear, a lot of issues. So I've grown and I've seen a lot of my students grow and I see these areas pop up. So I wanna walk you through five steps that if you incorporate all five of these, you will become so much more mentally strong, which why is that important? It will help you, like I said at the top of this episode, stay in the game long enough to reap the rewards that you desperately wanna see. And I think you deserve, but business isn't a quick sprint, right? It is that cliche marathon and the rewards do come from staying in it long enough. So without further ado, I'm gonna walk you through all five of these and they all are important, but I want you to latch on again to the one that really just jumps out to you in your hearts. Like this is, this is for me today. Uh, write that one down and then leave me a comment below if you're watching on YouTube, which one it is. Ready? Number one step to becoming mentally strong. Do not make decisions based out of fear or based on fear. Please, for the love of all things, do not make a decision based off of fear. Fear, as I am learning slowly, is not a bad thing. Fear is hardwired into you for a purpose. It is actually a very good thing. Fear warns you about possible dangers ahead. Don't we all want that? The problem is we make all of our decisions, many of us, based on that fear. So you have, let's say, two dominant emotions when it comes to starting something new in your business. This is overly simplistic, but this is relatively true. You want to start a new business or you want to launch a new product or you want to make a pivot or something new in your business journey, and you have two dominant emotions. There might be the initial excitement. Oh, this could be awesome. Uh, I could make so much more money or this could really push my business forward or this could expand my customer base or this could be more life-giving. This could give me more free time so I could be my excitement, 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 right? And then fear comes in and says, yeah, but it might not work. You might embarrass yourself. Uh, You might fail publicly. You might lose a lot of money. That might be risky. All these things come through, okay? And so you've got these these. To this tension between these two dominant emotions, excitement, the possibility, the upside, if you will, fear, the downside, the risk. Ugh. And what happens to many of us, if we're not mentally tough, is we go, you're right, fear. I shouldn't do it. And then we don't do it. I mean, that's how we live most of our lives. Most of us won't do any of the things we say we want to a lot of times because we're just too darn afraid and we don't just listen to fear and go, good point, fear, that could happen. You're right. I should just make sure that I'm careful that I don't, you know, put all my money in that basket or I don't, whatever, whatever. 
we don't just listen to fear and take its advice and then still move forward. We listen to fear and go, oh, you're right, I guess I won't do it. As if this other emotion, excitement and the possibility and the upside has no say anymore. And so excitement is like, why are you listening to fear only? Like fear is at the table and fear should be at the table. But fear isn't in the driver's seat, shouldn't drive your decision-making. It should just help inform. You're like at a business meeting and you've got your, your team of people and you're just, what do you think, fear? What do you think, excitement? What do you, you're asking, what do you think? And you're getting the input, but you ultimately make the decision. You don't let that one person on your team make the decision for you. It's your responsibility to make the decision as you get all the input from everyone at the table. And fear is just one of those people at the table. So please don't make decisions based off of fear. Everything that I have done, that has led to success is scary. It was scary to start a blog in 2009. Why? Because I was broke and on food stamps and I needed money. And how could starting a blog make me money? I had no idea. Now, you have an idea because there's so many more resources out there today telling you that you can make money creating content online. I'm one of those resources. I didn't have me or anybody else back then. I didn't even know this was a thing. I was guessing. So that made no sense, right? I was scared to do it. I was scared to launch my first course and ask for money. I was scared to launch a course on a topic that people really asked me for that I didn't feel quite of an expert enough to teach. I was scared to do some things more publicly. I was scared to take media. I was scared to pivot and start a second business and jump into the online business space as a business coach. Everything I've done has been scary. So if I just said, oh, that's scary, I'm not going to do it, I would still be broke or find myself working in a corporate job that, I, that for me, I just hated. I could not do it any longer. So if I let fear drive it, I would never have reached success. So I, I've never done anything that wasn't scary in my business because there's the reality of what if it doesn't work or what if I get embarrassed? That, that For me, embarrassed, fear of embarrassment is a big thing in my life. Like I'm working through it in counseling. Like where, where does that come from? So that is a real deal. For you, what I want you to work on and move on to the next step is to acknowledge the fear and write them down. Okay, this is my fear. What could happen? What could happen? Why am I afraid? Acknowledge it. Don't beat yourself up about it. You shouldn't have an absence of fear. It's that you, you acknowledge the fear, but you don't let fear be the dominant emotion. You say, okay, but my excitement is telling me, even though with those fears, I'm still going to go do this cautiously. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay attention to the fears, but I'm still going to go do it. I'm not going to let fear be the decision-making factor. Okay, step number two to becoming mentally strong is please don't let your feelings dictate your non-negotiable actions. You should have non-negotiable actions, by the way. This is the stuff I teach in my course, in my community, to my mastermind students. Like, There are certain things that all of us in business, and specifically in online business, should have as non-negotiables. I'll give you a classic example, and that is creating your weekly content. This should be a non-negotiable. This isn't like, oh, make content when you feel like it. I mean, you can do that, but you're not going to grow your business. Do you understand that I have eliminated, automated, and delegated everything I possibly can in this business, you know the one thing that cannot be eliminated, can't be automated, and can't be delegated if you're a personal brand, especially if you're really good at this, is your weekly content. That is the most important thing that I do. And it's the most important thing you do. It's your podcast. It's your YouTube videos. It's your blogs and the subsequent emails that go out to your list, but the public-facing content that's free every week or more, whatever your rhythm is, 
that is a good example of a non-negotiable. I'm not going to go into it anymore, but that, just hear me on that. Like that drives the business. There's a lot of other things you can say no to, like responding to comments, being on social media. Those are all negotiable. They're, they don't make or break your business. You know what makes or break your business? Content every single freaking week for the rest of eternity, okay? And if you can't do that, then you shouldn't be in this business because that's a small ask. You show up for 30 minutes and you do something like what I'm doing right now. You're talking about something you love and that helps people. That's it. So my point is not about the creating content, but that if you have your list of non-negotiables, which you should have, these are your to-do list. You should have a super long not to-do list and a very short to-do list. And the to-do list you should have in front of you. And then when you show up on Monday morning or whenever you work, you're going to have feelings depending on how well you slept or didn't sleep, whether you argue with your spouse over the weekend, whether your kids are being a pain in the butt or they're angels, or you're not feeling well physically, or you're having a really hard time in your life, relational stress, a lot of real issues. Those feelings should not have any bearing on whether you do your non-negotiables or not. This is called being an adult. We have feelings. I don't want to do this. Feelings. I'm exhausted. Feelings. I'm angry with that person. Feelings. I've been hurt. Feelings. Whatever. Sadness. Real. Okay. I'm not saying stuff your feelings. I'm saying when you come to work, set them aside for a moment, do your non-negotiables because you're a professional, and then you can go back and process what you need to process. Okay. Now, if you need a break, I'm not saying be a slave driver to yourself. We'll talk about this in a minute. You have the right. You are the CEO. You're the boss hat also. So you have the right to say, you know what? I need a mental health day. Sure. But if you're taking a mental health day every day, you don't have a mental health problem. You've got a relationship with work problem. Okay. And so what we need to do is not wake up and see how we feel and then see if we're going to show up and do our non-negotiables. We're going to show up and do our non-negotiables no matter how we feel because it's irrelevant. We're professionals, right? Professional athletes, professional musicians, professional actors. These people don't say, oh, I don't feel like singing today even though I'm on tour and I've got 70,000 people waiting for me in the arena. I don't feel like playing football today even though there's only 16 or 17 now regular season games in the NFL and people are paying $1,000 a ticket, $2,000 a ticket to see me play and my team depends on it and I'm getting paid millions of dollars. I don't feel like it. It doesn't matter how they feel. Who knows how they feel, but they come out in the field and as a professional, they do the non-negotiables. That's what I'm asking you to do. If you respect yourself enough, do that. Don't let your feelings dictate those non-negotiable actions. Number three step to being mentally strong. Give yourself permission to let go of the things you cannot control. It is mentally weak to freak out over things that you have zero control over. Let me, I was going to say, let me give you a list of things you don't have control over. That list is inexhaustibly long. You have a much shorter list of things you do have control over. <laughs> you have control over your actions. You have control over your attitudes. You have control over your education, what you're learning, who you're learning from. And you have control over your time, how you spend your time. There's not much else you have control over. I, you don't have control over the economy. You don't have control over the algorithms. You don't have control over the changing trends or tastes. You don't have control sometimes. You don't have control if your internet works. Last week, there was a major outage 
for the one of the major fiber optic internet providers here in Tampa. My office internet was out, house internet was out. Like, you know, you had a good half of a day. Wow, you can't even bank on the internet. It's 2023, well, not 2020, 2022. You can't even bank on the internet, right? Um, so there's so much out of your control. That is the reality of, of life on this planet. It's the illusion of control that so many are chasing that's just going to disappoint them. So your goal in life shouldn't be to control everything. That's exhausting. And the antithesis of giving up control isn't just saying, well, whatever happens, happens, and I'm just going to sit here and, oh, well, nobody's buying my course. That just must be what fate decided. That's, that's not your alternative. Your alternative is to look at the things you actually can control, again, very short list, and control them. Control the controllables. Everyone always says this. This is so true. But it gives you peace when you just let go of all those things you can't control. I can't control if I'm going to get hate or not on a post. I can't control if what I thought was a great idea for a piece of content bombs. I can't, there's so much I can't control. So why do I keep myself up? Why would I stay frustrated? Why would I spend any amount of brain space being irritated with things not going the way I want them to go if it's something that's literally out of my control. Control, you can control, but give yourself the freedom to say, that's out of my hands. Your job and my job, here, here let me make it real simple for you. Let me lighten your load a little bit. If you've done your research, and by research I mean you are in a niche that you know there's a market for, meaning people are spending money on this topic. Okay, doesn't matter if it's crowded. The more crowded it is, the better because there's more proof that people are spending money on this topic. Okay, if you know you're you're in a niche or topic that people are spending money on on books, on products, whatever, th- that you've already done the research. That's a that's about all you need to do. The rest, all you can really do, and all you should worry about, is showing up consistently every week, making content that people are asking for. Basic research searching on YouTube, Google, answerthepublic.com, just basic research stuff to see like, what are people typing in? What do people care about right now? Just making content on those subjects, being as intentional as you can to deliver value, to interact in a way that people want to interact with on the platform. So if it's YouTube, learn the basics of how people like to interact on YouTube, right? If it's a blog post, learn how to write good blog posts. If it's a podcast, learn how to podcast well. Like there's so many resources on how to do those platforms well. So if you're in a niche that you know there's a market for, you're showing up consistently and you've got the basics of like how to do that platform well, and then you're paying attention to what feedback you're getting, positive or negative, and implementing that as a feedback loop to get better and get better. And if you're following the stuff that I teach on how to come up with an offer, how to come up with a product, basic things in the email funnel, like basic stuff. If you're doing that stuff, friend, that's about all you can control. There's so much that's really going to just be up to the algorithm, up to time. Nobody likes to hear that. You know what? I would probably make even more money than I do now and be even more popular than I am now if I, instead of talking about the reality of things, I talked about how it's all up to you and you can actually control every outcome of your business. If you just did this, you can do 10x your revenue. If you do this, do this. That's not true. The reality is you are at the mercy of so many variables. And what I'm teaching you is how to show up consistently in a way 
that over time you are likely to see that spike, see that audience growth, and you don't even need a big audience to make a six-figure income. You don't. Everything else is out of your control. So all you got to do is show up and do you, boo. That's it. That's it. And give it a couple of years and you're going to see growth. (laughs) Who tells you that? Nobody wants to tell you that because that doesn't sound appealing. Nobody wants two years to wait. It's going to take you a solid two years till you're really hitting some metrics. Some of my students hit it a lot faster, but that's not the norm. Everything else you can say, I don't need to worry about that because it's not up to you. And that way you're not getting irritated with the algorithm. You're not like refreshing your analytics. What, 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 what? You will lose your mind. Show up, do the things that really matter, which is everything that I teach you here. If you don't have my course, Automatic Income Academy, just please buy it. It tells you everything you need to know and what to do and what you can ignore. If you don't have enough money to buy my course, buy my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. It tells you everything you need to know. Like you could go build a million dollar a year business off of my $25 book, okay? That's the stuff you need to know. I've ignored everything else that you don't need to know and I've given you the stuff you need to know. But the thing is, that's those are the things you can control and that's it. You cannot speed up the process on your own. You can't, there's just no point in getting irritated. So do the things you can do. Do the things that are strategic. I've gone before you, told you the things to do. Just do them and then live your life and know that the rewards are coming. Okay, number four, have the confidence to believe that you're doing great work. John Acuff, great dude. I was able to interview him. He endorsed my book. Super funny. I've loved his material for a better part of a decade. Um, one thing he talks about, I think he talks about it in his book, Start, is a concept called critic math. And critic math is a simple formula. 1,000 positive comments about you and your content plus one negative comment about you and your content equals one negative comment about you and your content, (laughs) right? Critic math. You get one negative thing, one hate comment, and it erases the thousands of positive comments. That is human nature. It's like all we fixate on. And this makes sense, right? This is something Rich Litvin talks a lot about. I've been working with him as well. But like going back generations, thousands of years, like our ancestors in a small tribal environment, if somebody hated you or somebody thought you were like a fool or a mistake or somebody challenged you, like you could be thrown out of the group. So we we have, and that's danger, that's death. Like you needed the group to survive. We've been like programmed in our brain to like keep our heads down, make sure everybody likes us so that we're safe. But that's no longer true anymore. For like most of humans, their life, their existence right now, you can be hated by a few and it doesn't affect your safety, right? Especially for those of us making YouTube videos or podcasts, like the hateful comment here or there, like, Who cares? But the problem is we do care. So we need to work on this to not be crippled by the hate and also not infer anything from the hateful comment. Oh, this was stupid. Oh, you're an idiot. Whatever. If that comment comes in, 
The problem is, is we go, oh man, I am stupid. I am an idiot. This isn't really helping people. And we allow that one negative comment or those 10 negative comments or whatever it is. I've gotten physical mail, hate mail, physical mail. I hate your guts. I hope you die. Like, oh my gosh, right? If I were to take that physical letter or those letters or those hate emails or those comments and said, wow, this is really the impact I'm having in the world. People hate my guts. I should just, I should just stop. That is, that is a non-accurate representation of the work I'm doing in the world. I have to remember that there are people, if even one person is like, oh my gosh, this is helping me. It really should be the opposite. A thousand negative comments plus one helpful comment or like positive comment equals one positive comment. Because if you're actually making the difference, making a difference in one person's life, that may not be enough to sustain you financially, but that is enough to justify that the work you're doing matters and you therefore should have confidence. Do you understand the difference? You and I are emotional beings. We're not robots. So we're not just here to make money. If you are, get out of this business. We don't need scumbags like you who are just here to make money, could care less about people. That's not what we're here for. We are here to make money, serve our families, live the life we wanna live, and also make an impact, do work we believe in, sleep well at night knowing we are helping people, okay? Those are two things that are important, different but important. So maybe the money hasn't come yet, okay? But you're starting to get good comments on a podcast or a YouTube video or people are joining your email list and saying, oh my gosh, this is super helpful. That is a good sign. Let that fuel you that you are making a difference. Let that breed confidence in you, not ego, but confidence that yes, I can help people. I've helped one person, I can help 10. I've helped 10, I can help 100. I've helped 100, I can help 100,000 because you can, because people are the same. People are people. And we're just talking about scale at this point. And you will scale if you're doing content marketing, right? You will scale. So, you need to have the confidence that the work you do matters. The confidence that the work you do matters. You must have that. And people smell it. Like, I know what I'm doing here matters. I know it's helping people. And that helps infuse a attractive quality to my content because we're attracted to confident people. Men and women, doesn't matter. We're attracted to confident people. Confidence, you don't need to fake it till you make it. You need to go help one person. And so then it's not fake. Oh, I've helped a person. Huh. I'm confident I can help another person. So you can show up with confidence online with your content because guess what? You have helped somebody and then that confidence will come through. You'll exude it. People will go, wow, she really is confident. And that's a subconscious thing. We're attracted to people who are confident. We believe people who are confident for better, for worse, but for you, it can be for better because you genuinely are a good person who are trying to help people. Let that confidence drive everything you do. The money will come. If you're doing what I teach you, the money will come. But it starts by being confident that what you do matters. If you're beating yourself up like, nobody cares, this doesn't matter. That's why the numbers, the followers are so crippling. That's vanity metrics. Who cares what your follower account is? It doesn't matter. What matters is, am I creating content that's helping people? And then can I monetize it? And you don't need a big audience to monetize it, Okay. But those are the important, important things. So make content people care about and helps people, and then let's monetize that content. And there's a lot of ways to do it. I teach what I think is the best way, but that comes second, and then the two will go back and forth forever. So you can believe that you're doing great work. Please believe that you're doing great work. And if you're actually not doing great work in the world and helping people, then please change, pivot, do something that actually helps people. 
And number five, last step to becoming mentally strong is do something for yourself often, just for you, okay? If you're like me, you have the gift of discipline. I'm grateful for the gift of discipline. I can show up and bang it out. I can build the business. I can serve people. I can make content like this. That's great. You know what's not great? Is when you do that week after week, month after month, year after year, and then you realize, when do I get to do something that I want to do? Like, when do I get to like enjoy myself? Like, I'm just showing up and working. And some of you, that's reflecting in your hours. You're putting in 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You left a 40-hour-a-week job to work 60 hours a week for yourself. Not a great trade. Especially if you find yourself irritated. Man, I don't have time to work out. I'm not getting enough sleep. I haven't, when's the last time I've been able to go to the beach or go on a vacation? Like, whatever it is for you. If you're not doing something for yourself, whose fault is that? It's your fault. It's your fault. Okay. Part of being a big boy, big girl, putting on your big boy, big girl pants, being the CEO and the employee is giving you as a CEO hat and self, giving the employee hat and employee self time off and permission to do something good for yourself. So let's use the example. I'll use myself as an example. I love going for long walks. I do. Love long walks. Primarily, I love long walks in nature by water. So I've got Hillsborough River out here in Tampa downtown by my office. I've got the the bay out there on Bayshore Boulevard. I love I love the beach. My, the, my happy place is walking. Not li- I'm not listening to anything. I'm not listening to a podcast. No offense to my own podcast. I'm not listening to music. No offense to music. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just walking in silence for a solid two hours. It calms my head. I feel alive. Ideas flow. That's my happy place. For a few years, I was like, dude, I never have time to go for a walk. You know whose fault that is? My fault. Because I didn't choose to do it. And I was getting resentful, irritable, but I had no one to blame. Well, well you know, it's because I... I only, you know, work five hours a week. Oh my gosh, it's my fault. I was somehow filling my time with other things. Friend, it is up to you. No one's going to fight for you. It is up to you to build in regular rhythms of doing something for yourself that you love. What is it? Is it reading a book? Is it going to the movies? Is it playing video games to unwind? Is it going for a walk? Is it exercising? Is it learning and taking online courses from somebody else? Is it watercolor painting? Is it building something in your garage? Is it working on a car? Is it going out for long lunches with friends? Is it connecting with new people? What is the thing that you want to do for yourself that you're not allowing yourself to do? If you are wise and mentally tough, you will make time to prioritize at least something once a week for yourself to stay fueled, to stay grounded so that you can stay in this business long enough to reap the rewards. Do you see a pattern here? Do you see a trend? 
The only people that are successful in life are the people that do the thing they're meant to do for a long freaking time. So we have a generation of people, and there's a whole nother podcast, so I'll wrap it up, but we have a generation of people who are like, tried that for a year, didn't work. Whoa, what do you think is going to happen in a year? Nothing. But we live as if like, well, I, I was in business for a year and I didn't make six figures. What the heck? You know, I tried golf for a year and I'm not as good as Tiger Woods. What do you think is going to happen in a year? Right? This is something Tony Robbins has said. We overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can do in a decade. You have to start thinking in decade chunks. Could I build this business like to reach my goals in the next 10 years? Yeah, you better believe you can. But we give up. The, the common denominator for great athletes, great people in their careers, great business people, longevity. Stay in the game long enough. Not only do you get better, you meet more people, you get more opportunities, you develop, you grow. That just takes time. And there is no shortcut for time, my friend. And time is the best. Showing up consistently, doing the things that matter, which is a lot of what I talk about, and then hang in there for a decade plus, and you'll win. But it takes mental toughness to do that. So I want you to pick out one of these five. Is it don't make decisions based out of fear? Don't let your feelings dictate the non-negotiable things you need to do? Is it allowing yourself to let go of the things you can't control? Is it having confidence in yourself to believe that the work you do really matters in the world? Or is it doing something for yourself often? Which one of those five do you need to address this week, address today? Leave a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. And then please just get to work on that one thing. Like going to the gym, you have to work it out. You have to just use it, but work on it, practice it, become more mentally tough every single week. You'll be a better CEO. You'll be a better creative. You'll be a better entrepreneur. You'll be a better content creator. You'll be a better person. And you're going to reap the rewards. And if today's your day to start that passive income business and you need the framework, you're like, I get it. I see online courses. I see people doing content on Instagram. I've heard about email marketing. How, how does it all work together? What's the model? What's the machine? I want to show you that machine step-by-step step in my passive income workshop. It's 100% free. It's pulling the curtain back on how I've run two $1 million a year businesses plus. It's all there at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Check it out. Enjoy as my gift to you for hanging out with me today. Have an amazing rest of your day and week, and I'll see you in another episode real soon.